Welcome to With Heart and Wonder. This is a place for us to explore heart-centered living and to celebrate what it means to live with wonder, with awe and appreciation for the possibilities that are within us and around us. I'm Megan Johnston, and I am truly so honored and excited that you are here. Let's dive in and journey together. Welcome to episode 88 of With Heart and Wonder. I'm so excited to share this episode with you. It's a special one. The word that comes to mind whenever I think of today's guest, Kim Selby, is dazzle. Today's episode really dazzles. Before I read Kim's official bio to you and and we get into the episode, I wanted to tell you a little bit about how this episode came to be. So I came across Kim's podcast kind of accidentally, and it was one of those like such happy surprises. Kim has an incredible podcast called Ignite Your Spark, and I was actually lucky enough to be a guest on her show. That episode is going to be airing in the new year, the beginning of 2024, but when it does, I'll be sure to add the link to the show notes here. And I'll also, of course, be sharing that episode uh, on, on social media and other places as well as soon as it becomes live. But I was so excited to then have Kim come on to With Heart and Wonder. And one of the reasons is because a huge part of Kim's message is about embracing your third act and embracing your spark at any age of life. You may or may not remember, but many months ago, earlier this year, we did the first ever With Heart and Wonder listener survey. As part of that listener survey, I asked if you had a magic wand and could have any episode you wanted, what would that episode be? And one listener wrote that they would love an episode on growing and evolving and continuing to explore as you age. So my friends, this is that episode, and my gosh, does it deliver. This episode truly is going to ignite your spark, and we cover a lot of really interesting sort of practical exercises to help you connect with that spark. We talk about reconnecting with your childhood passions later in life, and we talk about what it means to follow your passion at any age but with a special emphasis on on some of the gifts and opportunities that come later in life as well. So let me tell you about Kim. Kim Selby has done many things throughout her life, including wearing the title of solopreneur before the term became mainstream. She had her own fashion show production company in the San Francisco Bay Area for over 20 years and worked previously at Glamour Magazine and as the fashion director at Saks Fifth Avenue. It was while working with non-professional models that she realized how impactful positive coaching, a great outfit, and jazzy music can be to lift a person's self-esteem. Thus, her next act was born. She became a creativity coach, held workshops to bring out the inner diva in women, and during the pandemic, she became a certified yoga teacher and created her signature podcast, Ignite Your Spark. Kim now shares her wit and wisdom on virtual and in-person platforms as an inspirational speaker. She offers sparkle coaching to women over 40 and is an advocate for age positivity. You can do anything at any age. Let's dive in to today's interview. Kim, I am so excited 
to have you here on the podcast today. I stumbled across your podcast and I just fell in love instantly with with you and your outlook on life, your values, your beliefs, how you show up in the world. I feel like you are somebody who dazzles and I feel like it awakens something in me just being in your presence. And so I am just really looking forward to our conversation today. Oh, thank you, Megan. I am honored. I am touched. I am moved by your words. And I feel like I'm in such great company with the amazing previous guests that you've had on Heart and Wonder. I am just blown away. Thank you so much. Mm, Well, thank you so much for being here. And I mean, your message and your podcast is called Ignite Your Spark. And this is such a, a core component of who you are and the work that you do in this world. Could we start just by talking a little bit about your spark and how your relationship with this idea of igniting your spark, like how has this evolved over the years? I will tell you, it's really interesting because the actual, I've gone by a lot of different names. Sure. The first one was fashion is fun because I was in the fashion industry, sort of still am, for many, many years. And I went under that moniker so to speak. And then what happened, we had this little thing called a pandemic in 2020. (laughs) And I started doing motivational minutes every day for 45 days in a row, because I just was tired of the negativity out in the world. And this was, I started it in March, at the end of March. And I felt the world needed more light and humor And I just decided to do funny little things on social media every day under a minute, whether I was dancing on camera or just reflecting on my day or reading the funnies or just doing something. And somehow Ignite Your Spark, I think, divinely came to me as a program that I could create based on my knowledge based on my creativity coaching, based on the years of working with women to help them increase their self-esteem. And I thought, it's May of 2020. I need something to do. I'm sure there are people out there who need something to do. So I decided to create a course called Ignite Your Spark. And honestly, I just believe it was divinely sent to me. It downloaded to me because there was no real reason. I just thought, I like that. I like fireworks. I like sparks. I like sparkly. I used to be called and told that I had a sparkly personality. And all of those things just sort of combusted and became a a brand. Mm -hmm. And in 2020, later that year, I started my podcast and decided, of course, I'm going to call it Ignite Your Spark. And it just sort of took off from there. So I really love telling people to shine on because I still believe that the world needs more light. It's not, well, obviously (laughs) with wars going on, it's not really the pandemic, but that thing is still around. And I feel like each one of us has a light to share with the world, every single person. Absolutely. It just, that's where Ignite Your Spark came from. And it has hopefully ignited sparks much as a sparkler would from my spark to yours and yours to someone else and theirs to someone else. And that's my goal. Mm. Bring more light. Mm -hmm. 
I, I talk a lot about ripples and I just like picture <laughs> that ripple effect. I actually even think I'm just getting this memory of um, uh, like a, I think, oh my gosh, I was probably like a teenager, but being at a conference and, and there was actually like the candle that one person started with and then the ripples went out into the auditorium of hundreds of people and that visual is so powerful of yeah. in the darkness finding light and the way that that is something that happens in our relationships between one another. I mean, I think that's the beautiful part of being human, right? Is that yeah. that is 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 um one of the gifts that we get to explore. Before we dive into to that element a little bit, I would just love to know for yourself and your own connection with your own inner light and your own mm -hmm. spark and your own passion and energy. Like, is that something that has always been strong for you? Yes, absolutely. And I do believe that we are born with the personalities that we have throughout our life. And you can't really change a personality. Mm. You can change the way you look at life. You can change habits. You can change beliefs. But I was born this way. Yeah. I believe we choose to come to earth because I am a spiritualist at heart. We, we choose what we want to embody in our earth suits in this incarnation. I would like to think that my soul is always this way who knows what in other incarnations but i was raised beautifully i had really loving parents who encouraged me now that isn't to say they encouraged me to do exactly what i wanted because i wanted to be an actress and they did not encourage that <laughs> but i believe that my spark was first ignited when i got on a stage at the age of five in the chorus of a little show called The Littlest Angel. I was not The Littlest Angel, and I was upset about that. I was just in the chorus of angels, but I had a beautiful, made out of a sheet, <laughs> angelic robe. Mine was the prettiest because my mom had a dressmaker make it, and I just felt sparkly up there. Mm. I loved it. And we sang Twinkle Twinkle and danced around, and I really believe that that is when my spark was like, yeah, this is you. This is, even though I didn't pursue theater as a true career, this is it. I found a spark. And just that's just in reflecting back. And so I, I feel like I've always been that way. But my spark has been dimmed throughout life as everyone's does. Yes, And that's what I hope to bring to people is a recognition that it happens to everybody. But you can dig deep and find that spark because even if you think it's diminished, it's I like to picture it in my heart center as like a little glowing ember. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's dimmed and then sometimes it's on fire. So I think that I just have always had my personality and the way I am. And it wasn't until maybe the last 20 years that I really realized that I could make a difference with other people by being who I am. What, like, those words to me just land in my whole body. Like, I feel them in my whole body. In part, I think because there's so many people who I talk to who are struggling with really fully embracing who they are. Can we talk a little bit about that? I have noticed that many people are afraid of being themselves. 
because we as a human population have a lot of fear around being seen. So people are afraid to be seen. They're afraid to step outside of their comfort zone. And I really believe that every single person has something worthwhile within them. Even those people that we despise, probably. They're, they probably have something. I don't know. There are definitely evil people out there in the world. But I'm just going to say the general population that we interact with on a daily basis. And I find that so many people are even afraid to receive compliments, afraid to give compliments. People think I'm crazy when I'm at a grocery store or something and I see the teller and she's got these like long spiky nails with glitter on and I'm like, oh, you're so cool. I just, I just say the truth. And I think people are afraid of saying the truth. And I think that that is one thing that more people not, not say, oh, I hate what you're wearing, something positive to say about people. And I don't know why people are afraid to be their authentic selves. Possibly it comes from the way they were raised. So much of past life trauma or this life trauma comes from the trauma we experienced as children. And it doesn't have to be trauma. Oh, they were beaten. They were left on a street homeless. But it, it's trauma from not being supported, from not being told you're good enough, or from being told you've got to get straight A's so that you can go to the best college. And I think that really lands with people and they wear that and think, well, if I didn't get straight A's, I'm not good enough. And I'm not sure how to make lasting change with someone. All I can do is talk to someone and share their worth and reflect their worth back to them. And you, as a human being, have to take the time to pat yourself on the back. When I have worked with women in groups, and I don't really do a lot of one-on-one -on -one coaching now, but the first thing I tell people is pat yourself on the back every single day because you are remarkable. Everybody has something. Everybody has a gift, whether it's you have gorgeous eyelashes or you have beautiful legs. Whatever your gift is, whether it is external or internal, you've got to absorb that, wear that, and give yourself the compliment if no one else is. What especially stands out for me is just um, when you you were sharing that we're afraid to be seen. And yet, to me, it often feels like it's also the thing that we want the most. Like mm -hmm. the most to be seen. And that is a, such a human need. Um, but I wonder too if it starts with seeing ourselves, like that example that you just shared. I, well, not I wonder, I know that it starts with seeing ourselves and being able to celebrate ourselves and to pat ourselves on the back, like you said, to be able to really recognize the brave steps that we have taken. And there's so much encouragement and empowerment that comes from that. I'd love to know, what are some of the brave steps that you have been taking as you have been moving into your third act? Yes. Well, you know what's interesting about this third act too? And sometimes I call it my second act, but really I think it's my third. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how you break down a life, you know, basically one, two, and three. But in 2020, I started my podcast. And so I was in my 60s. And I also became a certified yoga instructor that same year. And then I decided I'd always wanted to be an actress, as I mentioned. And I tried in my 
20s in Manhattan to be an actress, but I didn't have what it takes to be a waitress and an actor. <laughs> and so I went into the real world. I'd gone to graduate school for broadcast journalism, finally now using that degree as a podcast host. But I think that you have to follow a passion. Like whatever your passion was when you were seven years old is something that I think you need to continue to find the essence of throughout your life. So at the age of 64, I decided I always wanted to be an actress. So let's go back to that. Let's see what happens. And I was able to land a couple of commercials, print commercials. And then I was able to get an agent. And then I was able to get a manager. I was like, whoa, maybe this is the time because there are different ways of expressing your soul desire, your soul passion throughout your life. This just happens to be the way I choose to express mine. Whereas most of my friends are retired or retiring, whatever that looks like. I'm like, oh, no, 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 I am not sitting around. And I do think that's a personality thing. But then I'll have people say, oh, I'm so jealous. I, I just don't have that. I don't have that energy to do stuff. I'm like, well, I, I can't help you with the energy. All I can do is tell you that life gets better when you step outside of your comfort zone and you try new things and you keep learning and you keep moving your body. So those are the ways. Oh, and now I'm really throwing my ring, my hat in the ring to become an international speaker. I really want to travel around and share my message of inspiration, igniting your spark. You are never too old whether you are 5, 12, 17, 30, 50, 60, 70, and beyond, people always put limits on your age or you're too young. Well, you're not too young. You're not too old. It's really a matter of finding your spark inside and what lights you up and your purpose and your passion and sharing it with the world. So I just decided that I'm not done. I want to try new things. And who knows what next year will bring to me. <laughs> Of course. It's such an inspiring message and one that is so needed. Um, when I actually, when I did my yoga teacher training, I was 20 and I went to the yoga studio. I I went to the one of the classes of one of the lead trainers and I said, am I too young if I do this at 20? And I don't know where I got that idea from, but it was exactly like you were saying, we're all walking around with these ideas of being too old or too young or too this or too that. And would I really hear you, like it's just such an empowering message of there is no time like the present if we're feeling called to something. Right. right. I agree. And it, it's funny because I feel like my message is sort of all over the place, but I did a talk this year for an organization where the people are all younger than me. I mean, it was a virtual talk. I did not see them. It was a pre-recorded talk. And that feedback was, this is great. I'm inspired because I did not talk about age. I was just talking about different ways to ignite your spark. And our sparks always get dimmed. And we just have to look for the resources to, you know, light that match and restart. I just feel like I really want to talk to everybody and tell them, pursue your passion. If you're unhappy in a job, easier said than done because you do need to make that paycheck. But what did you want to be when you're seven? If you're unhappy, find the essence of that. And if you can't do it in your job, do it in something that's just for fun. Of course. What did you want to be when you were seven? When I was seven, I wanted to yeah, be a writer. Interesting. Are you writing? I, I have just, just started writing again in the last year. 
And well, do you know what's so interesting, Kim? Throughout my childhood, I writing was the constant, but in different forms. And so sometimes I wanted to, um, I thought maybe I would work in television, but as a writer, or maybe I would work as a journalist. I really wanted to be a book editor for a while. Um, so it was all within the realm of writing. And just recently I've been like, huh, like if I ever did want to like try editing or try journalism or try something like, but I found myself thinking like, oh, you can't do that now, you're too old. And it's so interesting the way in which those things come in, right? I love that at your age thinking you're too old. The problem is society. In media, and they're putting those constraints on us. It's not us. I mean, now, could I go out and get a job mm, in a Fortune 500 company just because I wanted to? Not necessarily. There are limits to what one can do. But if a person can run for president at the age of 81, uh, hello, you know, we can all do whatever it is. You may not make it, but if you want to do it, why don't you just try? So Megan, that it's society telling you that at your young age in your thirties, you're too old because you're not. Yeah, it's so true. And it, it comes back to one of the things that we've been talking on the podcast about a lot over the last year is this idea of like prioritizing and making choices that align with our values. And um, Mm -hmm. yeah, guests have been speaking to this in different ways, but really, I I was actually reading an article just just the other week about how um, some of the best doctors are the ones who do med school later in life like in their 30s. Um, and I was, it was so interesting because you think of med school and you think like, oh my gosh, grueling, like doing med school. Like to me, it just seems exhausting. But there was a motivation and a passion. This article was talking specifically about people who were motivated sometimes because of family members who had conditions and then they were motivated to go back to school or it was the thing that they had always wanted to do and now they had the financial capability to to do it but it's that deep spark inside which is exactly what you're talking about as the thing that propels us and pushes us through and what i was thinking about kim as you were talking was about how a lot of us because of society Many people have ended up in jobs, you know, to to pay the bills. And there is something really beautiful, I think, at any age, but especially for the listeners who are slightly later in life than I am, in terms of like, oftentimes there can be a little bit more financial stability or maybe once the kids have left home. I know I have some coaching clients in this scenario and it's just, there's an opening of time a little bit. And I think that can feel hard for people. They can feel a sense of lostness, but it is an opportunity to rediscover those passions and to go back and rekindle them. Yes, you said it better than I could. You are absolutely right. It's that empty nest syndrome and the what now. I gave my life to my children. What now? Well, when people say that, I'm like, are you kidding me? What now? Look at the opportunities in front of you. In fact, I'd say it's just, you know, a treasure chest out there for you. And again, these are the people who have been told they're too old by society to do something new, to do something different. 
So what I think it really takes, Megan, is going deep inside and journaling and figuring out what it is that lights you up, what literally ignites your spark. And I know it's very hard for me to focus because I have a little bit of that ADD, but that's why things just come to me. It's hard for me to sit and write, but sometimes they do. But I really encourage people to go for a walk if they're struggling with what do I do or do the dishes or clean the floor, do something that takes you out of your mind because the more you think, 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 what do I want to do? What do I want to do? It's not going to happen. So you have to figure out no matter what your age, what really brings you joy and try to bring more of that into your life. Bottom line, it's as simple as that. So simple and yet something so many people struggle with. And I'm curious, Kim, I mean, one of the things I see often is um, when when people are in positions where there is more time that they have or more energy that now they have all of a sudden, especially when they haven't had that before, like maybe recent retirement, it can almost feel overwhelming. It's like, you know, when you're at a buffet and it's like, what do I even eat? Because there's so many choices. And so they end up in that analysis paralysis, like you said, up in your head. And I'm curious, I know journaling is a practical tip, but what other tips would you have for someone who is looking to reconnect and explore and try and get connected again with that spark inside? Well, you first, like I said, you don't even have to write it down, but think about what you wanted to do when you were a child. And then once you think about that, Uh, again, it's all practical ways. You know, that's how my mind sort of works, even though I'm very right-brained. I still have that organize yourself ability. And it's right a hundred things that you could do. And that's hard to come up with a hundred things that you could do. But it could be if you always wanted to be a painter, you know, take an art watercolor class or volunteer if you don't need to bring in an income, volunteer at an elementary school just you have to get your brain going you have to keep get those synapses firing so that you can think of ideas i mean you can get go to a coach and the coach will tell you the same thing to or you can start on your own and i think coaching is great at any age any stage i think it really helps to have an accountability partner basically and i just think you have to think about what it is that brings you great joy and it is challenging if there's so many things out there and you're a person who likes a lot of different things. But the volunteer opportunities are endless. There are so many. Again, if bringing in an income is not something that you need to do at this time, but even bringing in an income, you can go work in an art studio. You can. There are so many ways to pursue your passion. And I feel like I'm not saying anything new. This is just what you have to do in order to find your spark, find, go back in time to what did you do when you were a teenager besides go out and, you know, party? uh, What did you do that brought you joy? I think looking at your life through different stages and see what you enjoyed doing the most, see if there's a thread there that you can weave together and say, oh yeah, that lit my spark up or that didn't light my spark up. Get rid of that. I think there's a lot that we need to uncover. We're here living this life trying to learn. And I think if you ask people why we're here or why they're here, I've heard people have different answers. And 
one sort of guru type person's like, we are here to love. Well, okay, great. You know, I don't love everybody, but all right, I understand that. My thing is, I think we're here to make a difference, whether it's make a difference in one person's life or someone's life or leave the world a better place than it came or leave one person's life better. I just think that's why we're here. So if you can ignite your spark to fulfill a purpose, even better, or just your own purpose. Yeah. Find what lights you up and pursue it. Yeah, absolutely. I think we we might have even talked about this when, when I had the chance to be on your beautiful podcast, but it's just how many people are walking around feeling a lack of fulfillment and how mm-hmm. much it matters, but that it can come, we can find fulfillment in those smaller, those smaller things. Like, like it, 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 it can be big also, of course, like dream big, but also the fulfillment can come in volunteering once a week at yeah. a place and for an organization where there's deep value alignment and where you feel a sense of connection. And I, I keep thinking about the stats around the fact that we're in, in many cases, a loneliness epidemic and yes. the way in which even just getting ourselves out and trying new things and meeting new people is a way to create more connection and community. And what I really heard you talking about was getting curious about patterns and just like yeah. getting curious about, which is, you know, what we're all about here in terms of wonder, like like letting yourself have that mindset of wonder in terms of like, what could I try? I love your suggestion of writing 100 possibilities. I really hope people do that. Maybe if you do, if you are listening and you do that, write 100 possibilities and send Kim and I a screenshot. We'd love yeah. to see it. <laughs> And we'll give you a, yay, you go, you you got this. Exactly. Because everybody needs a cheerleader in their corner. And when you said that about connections, for those of us in our third act, connections are key. Connections are vital. In fact, there will be more centenarians. And I have the statistic somewhere in 20 years than ever before, of course, where people are living longer. And the way people live longer is by connections. Yes. It is with community. And I get that. And that's one of the reasons I created my podcast was to connect with other like-minded individuals, have conversations that I wasn't having by myself or with my husband, just to really try new things. And I have learned so much just by reaching out and finding things I never knew about, you know, that, that, I learned about human design. I had never heard about human design. I've learned so much about astrology. I have learned so much. Have I retained it all? No, I have not. But I have learned a lot and I'm not going to stop learning. I'm going to keep going and being curious. If I had to say the top three things that keep you young and vital, it is learning, education. And I don't mean you know necessarily going and taking a class in biology, but just learning new things, keeping your body fit and active. So key and community. Those Mm. are so important. Whether you have to create it your own, create your own. And some people are fortunate to have their families nearby and a lot of extended family. I don't really have that. So we have to reach outside of ourselves to find community. And I find community online. 
And I find community with my podcast guests and by being on podcasts and just having conversations because you you never know what you're going to learn and what you're going to discover about yourself when you're talking to someone. Mm. This podcast was actually started by the idea, which was planted when I was 19 by a life coach and a university professor around uh, the conversations that matter and how do we create more time in our days and our weeks and our lives for meaningful conversations mm-hmm. and for the connection. And um, I love that, that your podcast is about something very similar and mm-hmm. that that there are so many ways and shapes for you and I. It's been podcasting, but there are so many ways to seek out these places where we can be in the meaningful conversations um, and be living in alignment with that spark that is inside of us. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, Kim, if if there's somebody listening who has like a little little idea in their heart, there's a little seed of like, mm, I'd really love to try that, but I'm not sure. I'm feeling really nervous. I'm afraid. Can you give them a little pep talk? Yeah, I say baby steps. Start so small that you trick your brain into believing that, hey, I can do this. And I mean like baby steps. Write it down one day. That's it. The next day, maybe take action just a little bit. Do a little bit of Googling on something that you're interested in. It's really important. My coaching was called Creativity Coach in the Kaizen Muse Way. And that's all about taking little baby steps towards your end goal, because it's all about tricking the amygdala. So that would be my very first step. Don't go into things thinking you're going to accomplish it all in one day, teeny tiny steps, because that will get you to whatever it is. And oh, be open, be open with your conversations. You never know if the person you meet at the checkout counter is going to have an idea for you. I just say be open, be friendly, be engaging. And you never know what the universe has in store. You really have to be open and willing to receive. Mm -hmm. What I love so much about you, Kim, and about this conversation is I just feel the sense of like playfulness in, in terms of the approach. And I wonder, I know it wasn't one of your top three tips for staying, you know, young and vital. But I wonder if that's part of it too, that playfulness. It is. It is. Well, laughing, laughing is very important. And it would may not be the top, well, you know, now that you say that, it could be up there. Okay. How about four? Four. I love but it. I, think I, I do. I love, and there, I interviewed a play coach once and it was so much fun. She's all about bringing play into your life because it brings you greater engagement. It brings you happiness. I really want people to be happy. I mean, who wants to be around Debbie Downers all the time? I do not. And I think that's part of the reason that I want other people to shine their light. They don't have to have like our personalities where they talk to everybody, but it let's bring a smile to our face. Smiling, smiling's my favorite says Elf, I think, because that's my favorite too. Yeah, Because when you do, you literally and, you know, figuratively, you're changing your physical appearance, but you're also changing something inside when you smile. You can't be angry. You can't be fearful. And those are two things that a lot of people are all the time. 
It's so true. It's so true. And and the way in which when we are in that place of smiling or even when you see and you can tell like there's a sparkle in someone's eye or just like a way about them, it it, cha- it changes us, right? Like if you just meet, if you talk to that type of person at the grocery store, it, it changes how you yeah. are going about your day. I so, so adore your message and this foundation behind all that your way of being in the world really it's not just your work but of of the light and the joy and the love and the ripple effects from that makes me think of there's been so many studies about this I feel like but just how like we learn better when it is more fun and when it is more joyful and um I think there's a lot of heaviness in the world and we have to seek out those spaces. Right. I've often been called like a Pollyanna, which only people of a certain age will know probably, but it's not that. It's just that I prefer to live life that way. I mean, what makes my husband laugh and brings me great joy is watching Hallmark movie channels (laughs) of movies because I don't need to see anything more depressing anymore because it's all out in the universe. And I like happy endings. Okay. What can I say? I'm a sucker for joy and laughter and happiness. And people who watch the news 24 seven, they're not going to be happy. Well, and I mean, it makes me think like there's a way in which we can carve out space for our own joy and our own passion Mm -hmm. and still hold space for our own grief also and our own sadness and those tough moments in life also. But there can be both. And also, like, there's a lot of people who aren't carving out space for their joy and their happiness. Yeah, that's a really good way of putting it, Megan, because it's not like I'm saying gloss over grief because I've been through grief. I don't think you have to, have to, should, whatever, gloss over it because you have to wear it. You have to embody it because if you don't let it pass through you, it's going to be locked up somewhere in your body and cause physical ailments. So you do have to process grief. I'm not saying not to do that, but I've had... You know, some critics of mine say, well, you can't be Pollyanna all the time. No, no, no. I'm not saying that, but I just choose. You can make a choice. Yeah. You can make a choice when you wake up in the morning to be happy, or you can make a choice and say, this is wrong. That is wrong. I didn't sleep well. And so I'm not going to have a good day. So you just have to say every day, it's going to be a great day. Yeah. Yeah. And that that there is room every day to, to take those baby steps, to come back yes. to those things that really, really light your spark. Really? Yeah. Kim, I wish we could just keep talking seriously. Uh, As we weave our way to the end of this conversation, is there anything else on your heart that you are feeling like sharing? You know, I want to just emphasize the joy of connection and how grateful gratitude is just, I'm such a big gratitude girl, but how grateful I am to you, Megan, for reaching out to me and creating this connection across the miles, across the age barrier, because there are so many fabulous people when you get out there and say yes and to life. Mm-hmm. Mm, oh that I just like I've been so emotional the last few months and and I just like I just people will say things and it keeps happening in podcast interviews where I'm just like the tear is welling up um and I I think because I so so deeply feel that in my my body and my heart and just 
the gift of connection. And because you mentioned age, it's it's something I've been thinking a lot about, but I feel like there is such a lack for intergenerational spaces. And yeah. I know that that's something in my own life that I've been craving because like like you talk about, there is so much wisdom at any age and so, so much that we can all bring to the table when we are living in that really sparkly aligned with our passion place. I'm just so grateful right back to you for the work that you are doing in the world and um, for the inspiration that I know. I, I'm just thinking of you with that. I'm going back to that image of like you with your candle or your sparkler and lighting up the, the whole room person by person by person. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And really, that's just my goal is to inspire and ignite sparks. And that's the only way I really do it is through my podcast and through speaking on stages. So I'm grateful to be here at this time, at this age, igniting sparks. And thank you, Megan, for giving me the opportunity to reach more people. I truly hope that this episode sparkled with inspiration for you and has you thinking and dreaming about some of the ways that you can be living in alignment with your passion and sharing your light with the world. As always, I would so love to hear from you. And I meant what I said. If you do that activity that Kim recommended of brainstorming a hundred things that you could do, I would love to see your list. Send it my way. Tag me on Instagram at Megan L. Johnston. I would absolutely love to celebrate you and to hear about how you might bring your spark to life in the days and weeks to come. We'll be back in two weeks with our next episode. It'll be the last one of 2023. Can't wait to share it with you. And in the meantime, if you have an extra moment today, it would be absolutely incredible if you could do one of three things. You can subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating, or leave a review. All of these things are just so, so helpful for helping the podcast to continue to grow and be sustainable and really to reach people who might be looking for it. And if you've already done any of those things, I just am sending you the biggest thank you from my heart to yours. Until next time, keep living with heart and wonder.